Hello guys, what's up? My name is Nadia Bahaj and I'll be with you from start to finish. Okay people, let's go straight to the third topic whereby I promise I'll be talking about my mother's history and who or what she's doing right now. Her father Saeed came from Yemen straight to Pemba where he met Nuru. Nuru the daughter of Hadiya who is also mixed, mother Pemba father Yemeni, after some con- some words spreading around in Kwani Pemba that there is an illegible bachelor around who came straight from Yemen and who might be wealthy, who might own some oil plants. When people started making rumors and all that, connections were made and Nur and Said got married. Nur was 13 at the time she got married. Nur and Said had their first child in some year in the 1960s, Abdullah, and later on had Husna in 1964 my mother and after having two more kids Nuru and Abdullah decided to come to Dar es Salaam by that time you could not come to Dar es Salaam without a passport and you could not leave Dar es Salaam without a passport my grandfather Saeed not having the income or the sources to bring everybody here bring all the four kids and the wife to Dar es Salaam and also worry about the living my grandfather Said and my grandmother Noro decided to leave my mother behind in Pemba. My mother was then raised by her mother's stepsister Fatma and her grandmother Hadiya. Hosna was a very troublesome child. She, was, she once plucked a banana flower and made a doll out of it that she called Nyarikuku. Because Fatma, her aunt and her neighbor who owned the plants to have a very big argument because now she could not harvest bananas anymore because my mother decided to pluck the flower or the seed that bananas grow from not only that she once also started wanting to cook she started wanting to start to cook and she was eager to cook she started slowly playing with you know pretending to cook with little appliances and all that but one day she decided to cook with fire meaning she started wanting to cook with coal or woods or fire but that day she went and cooked behind a house where they grew a field of sugarcane trees sugarcane plants some dried some not by the time accidentally my mother walking with the coal of fire or a piece of wood or fire she started a fire on the sugarcane field the whole sugarcane field started catching on fire and neighbors family members starting started panicking trying to extinguish the fire my mother unfortunately does not remember what happened next but it's such a story to tell not only that she was well known or she had a history of never taking what she was not asked to meaning one day she was told by her grandmother go take some coconuts to your grandfather's house and bring them here but Husna being the child that she is she only took what she was asked she was told to take so she went to her grandfather's house and told her grandfather that I was sent to take some coconuts. When her grandfather gave her coconuts, the grandfather decided to give her onions too. 
so that she could bring to her grandmother. But Hosna being the child she is, she only accepted what she was told to take. She only took the coconuts and told the grandfather that I was not told to take the onions, so I'm not taking the onions. The grandfather was always mad when Husna did such a thing. So she, as usual, the grandfather always followed Husna behind, scolding him, talking to her all the way, cursing at her because she never listened and she would never stop until she reached home. The grandmother was very shocked to see the grandfather coming back with Husna behind. And the grandmother asked the grandfather what happened and she started scolding the grandmother that their Husna does not have manners and all that, but that's only what she is. And if she's asked why she didn't take the onions, she always answered, I was not told to. Not only that, she also had the history of eating all the delicious parts, all the soft parts of the bread. Because by the time in Pemba, I, I think until now, maybe in some parts, you could go to a bakery and get fresh baked breads. But Husna, being the child she is, she, she only ate the middle part of the bread. And meaning the middle part of the bread before taking it home. She only took the crust at home. Unfortunately, by that also, she does not remember what happened. But let's go back to her grandfather. One day, Husna finally made her grandfather really mad that he once threw a rock at her, unfortunately hitting her on her head, causing her to bleed. The grandfather tried to run after Husna, checking if she's okay, but Husna went, looked behind, saw her grandfather running after her. She thought she wants to, he wants to catch her and beat her. Husna ran even faster, but fortunately that was treated and now, as you see, she's okay. On the age of eight, Husna was still studying in Pemba and she was in primary three. But her, grandfather, her, her father and mother, Said and Noru, decided to take Husna back to them. So send, she, they tried to send her back to Dar es Salaam, which obviously worked. And they made a passport for her and she came to Dar es Salaam. But coming to Dar es Salaam, she had to start over her education and therefore started primary one at the age of eight at Buguruni Government Primary School. She passed and finished primary school and then selected to study at Jangwani Secondary School, Upanga. From Form 1 to Form 4 studying, she says it's not arts, not business, because by that time they did not study um, they did not study business. Business was not part of the, you know, combinations in school because there was, there were not, the, it's very weird. Every time I think about it, business was not part of the combinations. You either studied science or study arts or the middle of it, which was not yet known as business. So my mother was in the middle of it. She told me to say um, arts, but it's not arts because she took economics. And she told me to say science, but it's not science because she didn't, she didn't take physics. But she took chemistry and she crushed it. 
Okay. Indiangwani, she also passed with flying colors to Zanaki from Form 5 to Form 6, AGM. She told me that her friends used to nickname the combination AGM as expected general managers. It's cool. It's very cool. Um, she told me a lot of stories of studying at Zanaki. Her brother bringing her cakes, which she loved. Um, her plating people's hair. Her studying mathematics with this Indian teacher who she loved and was strict, but she loved because the teacher was somehow a genius, as she said. After finishing Form 6, my mom went to look for work and fortunately got a work, got work in Bandari, TPA. She started working at Bandari at the age of 20-something, 20 26, if I remember. She worked at Bandari for some time until she decided to get married and got married at the age of 32, if I remember correctly, in 1995. By 1996, she had her first child, which is me, Nadia Bahaj. Then on 1998, had Nabila. But in 1999, she had an offer of going to study outside Tanzania, meaning going abroad and study. She went to five countries, at least she stepped in five countries. If I remember correctly, it's Norway, German, Denmark, UK, and one of it I do always forget. But if I remember, I will tell you about it. That one country. But I remember it's five countries. Then she studied is such a place for a while until she came back to Dar es Salaam and continued studying in. Uh, she continued studying in different places. She went to study at the University of. Um, at the College of Bandari, she went to study, to study at the University of Dar es Salaam. She studied at different places because she was given the offer to. And I don't know about now, but by that time, Bandari used to give offers. If somebody wants to t- study, they could give them the offer to pay for their fees, and they went and studied. And my mother always took that offer. And the surprising thing is, by everything I told you, my grandfather did not have, was not wealthy, was not that wealthy. She, he had nine kids, my mom being among, and he could not pay for everybody's office. So by the time, if you did not want to study and do not study, if you wanted to study, you could study. But my mom worked her ass off to study because... She, didn't, she was not paid school fees for. She worked and got into every government school selected and the government took her, took her in and paid for her fees from start to finish. I remember the stories her telling me that she used to walk from, to walk from Buguruni to Zanaki just to get to school and 
vice versa going out of school but she was really happy the days that half other takes on a lift and given a lift to zanaki that those are ones of one of her happiest times um and other many other stories she used to tell me but unfortunately let's go on after some time after having noro my young sister my our last young sister um in 2008 my mother had a backbone issue she started by falling she fell my father took her to work one day whereby when excuse me this is i don't like this story to tell but okay it's all the history my god one day my father took my mother to work when when she was getting out of the car my mother accidentally stepped on stepped on the seat belt and the seat belt was tangled on her leg and accidentally pulled a muscle which she just thought it was just a simple thing it was just a muscle she continued working later on the next day she started feeling that she could not walk she started holding on to walls then went on to crawling then she could not walk anymore but only lie on bed when things started getting worse they start, they decided to go to check her backbone if she, it was okay but found out that the backbone was dislocated my mom had surgery had backbone surgery had tailbone surgery and just after the surgery she started learning how to walk afresh i remember the hardest time of my life was seeing my mom walk a distance of 3 steps one chair put on the other end one chair put on the other end and just seeing her walk from one chair to another was like a miracle to me i cried that day but i did not want to show her that i cried because people it was just so long for me to see my mom on her legs but just in that period of time my father also got sick and if you wanted to hear the story of my father's illness and how he got sick there's an episode of it which is just before this one um yeah my father got sick so my mom had to work even harder for her recovery so that he, she could care for her husband a lot of people argued with her that she's not yet well and all that but being a woman in love she just had to because who else will care for her husband like she did so she started caring for her husband and did not care even about her own health because by that time my mom did not drive a car my mom walked miles back miles front just to go to work come back look after her husband and 
this sleepless night sometimes because my father was vomiting and all that it was the hardest for her she did not have such amount of income that says that today i'll take her to india and all that so she started she started looking for help from her from her brother-in-laws and family members and all that until they sent her to india with her husband taking her to india my mom tells me it was the hardest moment of her life the day that she went to the hotel take put on put the bags down and come back care for her husband a bit just for a while and pushing on bed screwing it up screwing it down while having very bad backaches and the weather over there was very rainy as it is right now and it was the hardest moment of her life to see her husband in front of her taking his last breath calling the doctor telling the doctors to check up on her or check up on him the doctors yelling i see you it was the hardest time of her life seeing the doctor walking out of the room looking at her telling her he is no more my mom says it's the hardest thing she's ever had to experience because it's the first time somebody she loved that much take away their breath in front of her and it's the most hardest thing to think about what will i do right now do maybe maybe he did not contribute that much but he did keep me company as now i'm a married woman i don't understand that he did keep her company he did hold her on cold nights he did calm her down when she was angry he was the last thing she saw before going to sleep and right now that thing is no more that thing cannot even come with her to the restaurant she has to leave it right there cuz coming here to be a different issue they had to open him up cuz they they would think that he was holding drugs and all that cause his stomach was very very big by then my mom came back to Dar es Salaam alone where her, where her sister-in-law came in and excuse me where her sister came to the arrivals and picked her up she came home I remember standing just by the kitchen door the gate wide open my mom coming in fully black black mask black hijab 
black habaya coming in people started shouting crying the only thing i hoped was behind her my father is coming and that was just a way of surprising us i just didn't believe they took her to a room gave her a white dress and i went into that room i peeped and looked at her i wondered if this is real a lot of things were coming in my mind since then we were alone it was just me nabila no my aunt mariam my mother's young sister um my mother in that house we had no man in the house anymore it was only us people started trying to get in the house but alhamdulillah none of them succeeded because now everybody in our community knew that we had no one in the house we had no man in the house it was just us it was the scariest thing going to sleep a leaf falling could have woken me up it was the hardest thing in my life and the hardest part is my mom did not even know who to listen to because if anyone anyone could have said anything that nadia is dating and my mom could have panicked without even asking me people took advantage of that situation but we survived and she's still surviving she's still pros- excuse me she's still prospering and she's where she is right now because she's a courageous woman she's one of the most courageous women i've met she's one of the most strongest women i've met she handled everything by her own she still handles everything by her own she's the one of the most admiring women i i admire she's the one of the most she's just my role model everything i do i say i say to myself i just want to be like my mom i want to be more like my mom I take on a job with my heart. So a lot of things might happen, but that's what I want to be. Make something out of myself. Not depend on anyone. I never did depend on anyone. I always wanted to uh, to work, to go through everything by myself. So my friends out there, I don't I don't know how, what this story meant to you or anything, but I just advise you follow somebody who makes you feel that you can do it. Don't follow people just by looking at the post or anything. Maybe they're just living a lie and they're showing you a lie which maybe you could dream of it and maybe you could have succeeded. But for me she is my life role model. I see her, I see what she does. She is the one of the most kindest people I know. She helps a lot of people. She doesn't even know how many people she helps right now. Rather than her family, she feeds other people. She pays for rent for other people and she does everything for others. She doesn't even care about herself anymore. 
so guys that's all i hope you guys enjoyed and if you want to hear anything more or anything you'd love to hear please send me audios or tell tell me on my instagram my instagram is on nadia bahaj just like my username in anchor supply so guys i hope you all enjoyed and see you guys next time